Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my gorgeous, wonderful, <laughs> super smart, hardworking, oh. Walt Disney World vacation-loving <laughs> wife and co-host, Michelle. Thank you, sweetie. Hi, everybody. So good to have you with us. We are recording this episode on Sunday, April 25th. 2021 we are really like what a little over 12 hours from returning from our florida vacation that's true that's true and and uh the month is whipping through us the month is whipping through we've got some exciting things coming up here this next month as we get into may june's exciting it's yes. just things are are really great and we can't wait to share them all with you yeah eight months till christmas <laughs> Get your shopping done early, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I think the uh, the uh, you know the the Christmas ornaments and everything. Well, they're always at Disney, yeah. but are in the store. If you want to get your decorations <laughs> now, they're they're starting to appear in the stores. You know, get ready for Black Friday as That's well. That's right. Yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> we really digress this time. We may be a little bit loopy, as I said. We got back uh, just a little bit over twelve hours ago from our Walt Disney World vacation, so we may be a little bit. Bear with us. I know we're loopy every week. We may. <laughs> Maybe a little more loopy this week, but yeah. we appreciate that you join us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there, you can sign up for our newsletter. Please sign up for our newsletter. It's just another way to be involved in the Hyperion Adventures podcast world. We've just recently received a, a few more subscribers, and right. we appreciate that you've joined us. Hopefully, you're enjoying the content so far. And if you, by the way, if you have anything uh, you want us to add to the newsletter, you know, if, if there's things that you'd like us to do differently, please let us know because I want to make that newsletter be as much, as interesting as possible for you. Yeah, you do a great job too. Well, thank you. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Uh, other way to be involved with us is uh, out on social media. We have a lot of fun with all of you out here on social media. We're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast. Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. We do have a YouTube channel, which is mostly just putting out these episodes in a different form on YouTube so you can enjoy them that way if that's the easier way for you. And if you want to find us there, just do a search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Hit subscribe and you'll know whenever we have a new episode, a new video out there. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. Yes, indeed. We love hearing from you if you have any uh, questions for us or any ideas or suggestions or critiques we'd love to hear from you yes and speaking of that it was an active week on our gmail account we did get some questions Mm. this week one that's going to be involved within the episode itself another that i want to get to right now before we start our episode and that came from uh this wonderful family who have done such great things for us they've been really big supporters of our show really good friends uh, we mentioned them, uh, I think it was two weeks ago, uh, that they made us our, our their Saturday showcase yeah, on their Instagram so nice. account, and we really appreciate them. Yes. They're Hakuna Matande, and uh, here's what they wrote us. Here's a question for us. I think it's a, an extension of our Ask Us Anything mm-hmm. episode. So they said, hi, Tom and Michelle. On behalf of Hakuna Matande, Kelsey and I wanted to express huge thanks for giving us a shout out on the show and for always delivering such fun episodes. Thank you, guys. Yes. We really appreciate that. Anyway, we hope you enjoy your vacation in Walt Disney World. We did. We're talking all about it today. And we can't wait to hear all about it. Well, like I said, you'll get to hear about it in a second. (laughs) uh, Our question for you is, what Disney movie do you feel isn't represented well enough in the parks? And if you could, 
would you what what would you do to give it representation? Anything is on the table here. It could be a ride, meet and greet, restaurant, stage show, merch, anything. We're excited to hear back from you too. Lots of love, Michael, Kelsey, and Chloe, aka Hakuna Matande. So Such thank you nice guys. People. Yeah, there's a wonderful, wonderful family, yeah. and we're uh, so glad to have starting to get to know them better over the last several weeks. Yeah. So uh, there's the question, Michelle. Mm. Why well, want to hear your answer first? Because um, you know her answer will be the best answer. <laughs> sure. First of all, great question. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Loved it. Loved the the concept, the challenge, etc. Um, the movie that came to mind for me was Pocahontas because mm. I think there's a lot of great things uh, in in that film. I know it's not like the biggest, you know, uh, movie blockbuster kind of, of film, but it does have some really nice messages, and it it obviously um, portrays a very strong female character in there um so that's where I kind of was thinking and actually what I was thinking where it would be good to incorporate that could even be as easy as like at Epcot with living with the land um attraction maybe changing some of the focus to incorporate um, oh boy, you're you're calling out the dogs here. You're, <laughs> you're going to change living with the land. I know, right? Whoa, <laughs> or just leave it with that and just put a little Pocahontas emblem on there, or someplace logo. Um, no, but you know, I mean, that was you know when you during that movie, it was talking all about you know the precious commodity of land that land brings to humans and how to protect it and you know, uh, make sure that it, it is viable for next generations. And that's where I kind of thought the living with the land ride really kind of already highlights that, mm-hmm. um, you know, because even whether you're talking about being uh, creative with farming techniques, uh, best use of land, but it's also, you know, the respect for land. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I thought it would be an easy way to incorporate that film uh, into that, Good into stuff. an attraction. Good stuff. Michelle's answers. Always uh-huh. the best answers. <laughs> I'm anxious to hear yours because well, we didn't talk about this. So I was like, Ooh, in, in true Hyperion Adventures <laughs> podcast tradition, I have for one answer, I have like five. <laughs> So in some of these um, are, are actually being addressed right now in whether it be in the uh, parks in the States or, you know, some of the foreign parks, whether it be Disneyland Paris or mm-hmm. some of the Asian parks. Um, and so maybe some of these don't real are kind of moot. But um, first of all, I, w- I want to mention, and we've been wishing for this for a long time, and it looks like it's going to happen. It, it seems like it's on its way to happening. And that has to do with Princess and the Frog. Right. I think that that there, there needed to be more Princess and the Frog in the parks. Now with the, you know, the reimagining of Splash Mountain that they've announced, looks like we're finally getting that. I want to get more of that, a Tiana's place, something along those lines, a restaurant of some sort uh, within the parks would be fantastic as well. Yeah, so I kind of thought there was already some direction being provided for that. So I, that's why I excluded it, but I'm glad you brought it up. Right. And some of these, were, like I said, there's a few of these that are already being put into some of the other parks. Mm-hmm. So, but I just wanted to bring them up because I think that they're, I'm glad that they're being, by the way, we are fine with IP. <laughs> I think it goes without saying we have no problem with IP being introduced in the parks. Especially at Epcot. <laughs> right. So uh, we'll just get that clear right off the, right off the bat here for us. So, um, but I, I feel that, yeah, some of these I'm going to bring up, they are coming. They just haven't been there yet. Mm-hmm. So I just want to kind of discuss a few of those things. Mm-hmm. Another one, uh, you know, I talked about it like is, 
uh, that it's coming to, I think it's one of the Asian parks, is a Zootopia area. Right. I would love to mm-hmm. see a Zootopia area maybe within uh, Animal Kingdom or something along, right. some kind of immersive land where we have lots of animals walking around with pants on. I mean, of course, <laughs> they'd, they'd be characters, not right. like, you know, putting pants on the actual animals in Animal Kingdom right. or whatever. But I just love that movie so much. I love these, uh, some of the story behind the movie and, you know, a lot of the actual uh, themes within the movie itself. And so I think I, I'd love to see a little bit more of that explored within the sure. parks. Uh, Tangled needs more than a bathroom. Okay. Yeah. You know, I want to see more than a That's Tangled true. bathroom. I'd love to see a dark ride uh, from Tangled somewhere within Fantasyland. Right. Uh, I think it, it, it just would fit right in there. It's such a beautiful movie. Something with the one of the, you know, big, scenes was be when you get in there and it's the lantern right, scene you know right. it's like that's a good you, point. You, you, you're going whether it be a boat ride or whether it be a you know some sort of trackless or track uh type of dark ride mm-hmm. uh where you get in and there's this big hall and that's where the lantern scene takes place sure. or whatever i think that'd be fantastic um I think Big Hero 6 needs, a, and I know that there's uh, an attraction that just, I, I believe it just opened, and it may have been Shanghai Disney. It's one of the Disney Asian parks mm-hmm. um, that they have a little bit more of Big Hero 6 representation right. there. I wouldn't mind seeing something like that within Tomorrowland, um, within Magic oh, Kingdom sure. or Disneyland, if they're right. you know doing something, maybe a San Francisco theme there, where it's kind of, it feels very much like something you know, but also very futuristic at the same time, you know? That's I, a good point. That yeah. might be good. Um, of course, Mary Poppins, we, they announced the attraction, uh, D 23 expo a couple of years ago, and then they had to put a pause on it when the COVID right. hit, you know? So, and we haven't heard, you know, if, or when they'll be redoing that, but Mary Poppins is long overdue for more representation within the park. Sure. So I really hope that they go back forward with that. Right. And finally, the one that struck me the, the biggest that I think would be perfect for somewhere either whether it be Tomorrowland or maybe even better, someplace in Epcot, would be something involving Wally. Um, because oh, I feel yeah. Wally is highly underrepresented That's everywhere. Really it's thought. such a great movie, such a great story. But why I think it fit in Epcot is because, you know, when you look at Wally, part of the big story is how Earth has been decimated, right. you know, because of the carbon footprint uh, all the people have left mm-hmm. there and how eventually they start to bring it back, of course, spoiler alert for Wally. Um, <laughs> But I think that that would be a great way. And we've already seen a few things within Epcot that they're talking about how man is affecting what is going on around them and how we need to, you know, change our view and ha- change in how we handle things. Right. I think looking at something like Wally and what a future could be, a really sure. dystopian uh, future could be, um, could, you know, one, it could lead into the story, but also lead into learning more about how we can try and prevent that from happening. Yeah. Like Spaceship Earth, like change that. <laughs> you just want them to, to come out of us with pitchforks, don't you? You really want them. Michelle comes back from vacation and she's stirring the pot already. I mean, they were already talking about changing up Spaceship Earth, so yeah. why not, right? I was thinking more of its own little place within somewhere out there, and uh, you know, whether it be a you know a, attraction uh, based on that right. or a learning environment based on that, whatever. I would just especially love to like see with their newer areas yeah. that they're so. But developing. I just just in general, no matter what they do, I think Wally is sure. one of our favorite movies, right? And we feel it's far thought. underrepresented. So. Yeah. 
Again, uh, thank you, Michael, Kelsey, uh, yes. Chloe, Hakuna Matande. We really appreciate your question. And we have another question that's going to come up uh, within our main topic itself that we'll get to in just a little bit that came in. So, but I'm not prepped for that one. Uh, we discussed it a little bit. You'll, it won't be too, too tough for you. So we'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, also, I wanted to talk about, yes, it's been a couple of weeks, uh, but we were away. Uh, so we didn't really get to discuss this. Uh, but yes, uh, Disneyland tickets and park reservations did go mm-hmm. up for sale and, re- and for reservations a couple weeks ago. And we had a very <laughs> weird day going through that, as many of you did as well, who are planning on going to Disneyland here in the near future. The wait. We were in there for the long time with the more than hour thing going on. And then we finally got our, we'll get, we got picked. We got on the clock. It counted down to like 21 minutes and then we got booted out, you know, because <laughs> the whole system crashed. It happened to a lot of, actually it happened to everybody that was in at that point. And, right. You know, it was, it was really, a, you know, it was a recalculating thing. It was a really weird thing. It was a weird day, but um, when it was all said and done, we nabbed everything we wanted for that day. We we're, we won't be going on opening day of Disneyland just because right. it's it's this coming Friday. Right. And we just got back from vacation. We didn't want to have to take another day off of work for sure. Michelle uh, to make that happen. So we're going opening weekend. We're going on the Sunday. We already had a reservation because Michelle did some research and <laughs> found a way to get a lamplight lounge reservation. So we got the lamplight lounge reservation. So we worked off of that. So we're going to be park hopping on uh, this next Sunday, the 2nd, May 2nd, uh, to go in between. We're starting at Disney California Adventure Park, mostly because of the reservation at mm-hmm. Lamplight Lounge, and later park hopping over to Disneyland to check that out. So we'll have uh, be fully involved in that, and we'll right. let you know all about that when that happens as well. That we also The other big thing was we did land... Uh, passes and park reservations for Disney California Adventure on Friday, June 4th. Yes, we will be at the opening of Ooh. Avengers Campus. <laughs> That's really exciting. Yeah, yeah. Can't wait for that. Um, it'll be really neat being there on opening day. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of of um, hubbub about it and things like that, which I can't wait to read more about it, hear more about it. And um I, you know, like like you said, one, it's opening day, but also with the reduction in the number of attendees allowed into the park, hopefully that'll make it a pretty smooth experience. Yeah. Well, I mean, everybody, it's going to be interesting. If you wanted to go to, that might be the day to go to Disney California Adventure Park and want to ride anything else, but go into <laughs> yes. Adventures Campus, because I think everybody's just going to go and mingle right there. Right. Like where all the people are going to be are going to be there. So it will be fascinating. Yes. But we're excited for both those things. Uh, we will be sending out stuff. Uh, you know, I mean... The, the stuff on May 2nd, we will send some stuff out, but you'll probably see a lot of it from, you know, the, the two days before, mm-hmm. you know, the people that are uh, in there originally. But definitely from Avengers Campus Day, we will be uh, sending out a lot of stuff on social media, what we're experiencing, and I hope you'll follow along with us. Right. And I think even for the May 2nd, you know, they're probably going to be tweaking things over oh, yeah. the first few days as they, uh, you know, reopen for the first time and you know, so I think we might have some news that might be different from opening day, right? But maybe not. Yeah, Who knows? Uh, but we will we'll definitely be sending stuff out. I just sure. think that um, we'll, majority it, we'll be much, doing much more of it right. on uh, the actual uh, Avengers campus opening. But right. yes, we will also send stuff out on the second. Follow along with us all the time. We like to have a lot of fun, and we like to have a lot of fun with you out there. So let's get back to this week. Lots of stuff for you this week, including our wishes coming true this week as we're set to get a peek at Disney Cruise Line's newest ship. 
We'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walt Disney World attraction is finally set to reopen. It may already be reopened. I haven't checked uh, social media in the last 10 minutes, but uh, <laughs> we will check and see if that's reopening. But we'll tell you all about that as well. And if you ever thought your sports viewing routine was missing just a touch of superhero pizzazz, <laughs> uh, we have some good news for you on that. But let's get to our main topic of the week. Yes, so our main topic of the week, of course, is we're just, as we mentioned already, we're just back from our Walt Disney World vacation, and we're going to tell you all about it. Now, when we did this for our February trip, we tried to jam a lot of information within one episode, and I don't think we hit all all of it too well, and we rushed through a few things, so I think we're going to pump the brakes a little bit on this one and do this in two parts uh, based on the first few days of the trip. And the last few days of the trip, because there's a lot of fun stuff that we did, and I we really want to uh, hit on a lot of it. And if you have any questions for us after our first episode, you know we can answer those as well in the second episode. Exactly. Plus, trying to fit it all into one, like you said, would make it too too long. Right. And we've had some long episodes yes. recently. We'd like one that's a little bit shorter, even though we've already rambled on for nearly 20 minutes. Oh here. my but, goodness. Yeah, we know how to let's talk. Move. We like <laughs> to talk here. So, uh, so anyway, this trip took place from April 17th through April 24th. Um, we're today going to discuss the first, uh, I believe it's three days, three or four days, but um, we started off on Saturday, the 17th, uh, where we flew from San Diego to, and that was this was pretty much our day. We, we kind of took the morning. We decided to go in a little more leisurely fashion, not try and rush out in the morning. Uh, we got out around noon. Our flight was 1130-ish out of San Diego um, with a connection flew to Orlando. Um, It was an interesting travel day to say the least. Right, right. But I think all in all, it went pretty smooth. It was just a really long day, but that's what you get when you go from West Coast to East Coast and you you just plan for that and yeah, we're kind of used to that. So yes. um, we got to Orlando. We didn't get there till very late at night. Like it was, what, around 11 p.m. at night? Oh, when at we least. Finally I think it was there. closer to midnight. Yeah. yeah. Well, we got, when we got to our actual hotel, it was a little after midnight, right. I believe. So we got there, got our luggage, uh, went down to Disney's Magical Express. I don't know if you've seen this on social media recently. We saw it yesterday when we were at the hotel getting ready to, or not the, uh, excuse me, the airport. When we were getting ready to fly out. Um, the lines at Disney's Magical Express right now can be insane at times. I think uh, some of that has to do with one, I think that they've cut back on staffing a few there. There are fewer buses and they're also trying to space people out within those buses, but also rental cars right now. We were looking at rental cars ourselves just to try right. and decide if we wanted to do a rental car because we were going to be going uh, away from Disney for part of this trip. Mm-hmm. Um, so we decided, do we want just the rental car for just a portion of the trip or the whole trip? Uh, we looked at both. We were able to secure one for a portion of the trip for not a terrible rate. Right. But if we were going to try and do the whole time, it was a crazy insane rate for rental cars so we got away from that and I think that a lot of other people are doing the same thing sure sure and you know I'm, I'm sure that there are certain times of the day that more flights are actually arriving mm-hmm. that you know would have it at, fortunately at 11 30 at night there's not that much. yeah that was the thing <laughs> we got off the plane got our luggage went right to Disney's Magical Express I think we had three families in front of us right. you know probably on the same flight we were on uh got in our bus. It wasn't really the Magical Express bus. Our transportation was waiting for us. It was like the 
Mini Disney's Magical Express, right. not Mini the character, right? Mini as in small. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. Um, you know, the the driver just loaded us into one of the smaller vans and took us straight to our our resort, which was really kind of nice. I mean, they did have some of the buses there, and they were loading some of those buses, but I think they were, um, you know, using those mainly for families, you know, especially ones with kids, and they just saw some adults and said, okay you know, let's just pop them over in one of these, you know, smaller vans and, you know, get there a little quicker. Which right. Which was nice. It was just us and direct our resort. Right. And it wasn't, you know, we didn't have all the bells and whistles. Like we didn't have the uh, entertainment that goes on within the Disney's Magical Express, the, you know, the same cartoons, right. and the same, Trivia you know, you know yes. things that are going on at Disney that you see, but it was good to, you know, just be, just be us zip out there. We were, especially that late at night, uh, get to our resort right. fairly, you know, fairly quickly. And that worked out well. So we stayed at uh, Bay Lake Towers for the extent of our Walt Disney World stay. Uh, the first night, however, we decided since we knew we were going to get there late and because it was a Saturday night, uh, we decided to use our Disney Vacation Club points on a you know, a, a lesser room for that night. Smaller. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, we, we decided to go with a, a deluxe studio standard view at Bay Lake Towers. Right. And it's the first time we've ever, actually it's the first time we've ever done a deluxe studio at Bay Lake Towers, but definitely the first time we've ever done a standard view. Uh, Michelle, what were your thoughts on that room during our, you know, we weren't there for a long time, but about our 11 hour <laughs> stay for our there. sleep yeah. and then get up and, yeah. you know, get ready to go to the other room. Right. right. Um, yeah, I loved it. We've stayed at various studios vacation club studios this one the layout i think it's by far the best um it's one it felt more spacious but a lot of conveniences in that little kitchen pantry you didn't feel like it was just a little um you know one little shelf with uh you know cluttered with i shouldn't say cluttered but you know they they provide a lot of things you know where they give you the microwave a coffee maker a little refrigerator toaster um so this actually was like a little very tiny but little like slide room but it had great storage in the you know extra drawers for storing Mm -hmm. if you had food items and things like that it just seemed really convenient and i would love to stay there again you know i I always felt like um, with the studios, it was more just, yeah, you're planning to eat out a lot and things like that. And this offered a little bit more conveniences if you wanted to have, you know, a, a little bit more in terms of having some food in the rooms. Right. So like you're saying, in some of the other deluxe studios we've been in, the kitchenette, you know, it's not really even the kitchenette, but... That area right. where you can put it that has a little fridge, a little microwave, a toaster, the coffee maker or whatever, uh, a lot of times is on a shelf kind of within the room itself. Mm-hmm. So it just feels like another part of the room. Whereas this was in a little alcove off to the side. So it felt like its own little mini right. room. Yes, it was narrow, but... It- but it's certainly convenient. Yeah. And it really was really nice to kind of have that separated from everything else within the room. And I think uh, if you've not stayed at Bay Lake Towers um, and you are a DVC member uh, and you're deciding on where you want to stay and you know, the point difference, um, everything we've done at Bay Lake Towers so far has been fantastic. Right. We, it's our favorite resort by far. We've stayed in the deluxe studio. We've stayed in the one-bedroom suites. They're all fantastic. They all are very roomy. They're laid out really, really well. They have great views. 
Um, I really, really encourage if it's if it's just a couple points here and there that you're trying to decide between, mm-hmm. try and give it a shot at Bay Lake Towers. Sure, definitely. And um, I mean, like you said, we the, what the Vacation Club offers at Bay Lake is a standard a theme park or a lake. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, we just, just because we we're going there to sleep in essence, we did the standard. Now we lucked out because it was in essence kind of like a pool or, you know, playgroundy area. I think if you, if we were to have the parking lot side, that might not have been as magical to look out at, but, um, you know, it certainly was more than enough of what we needed mm-hmm. or expected and it was on the ground floor which usually I'm like mm, but I thought this was well spaced from any areas where people would walk in front of you and everything you still had the same little area out front of your resort that you could have the chairs and a little table to sit outside mm-hmm. so it was fabulous yeah we decided you know knowing that we were getting in so late that that next day was going to be a leisurely day you know we were going to get there sleep get up whenever we got up check out you know and just take the day with ease because mm-hmm. we know we're also transferring rooms on that day right um, and so we got up leisurely. I went out in the morning with a cup of coffee and sat on our little porch out there. And yes, we were on the ground floor, but it was really nice. It was quiet because the pool wasn't quite open yet. Everybody was out at the parks at that point. Well, not everybody, but most mm-hmm. people were out at the parks at that point. Little light music playing in the courtyard mm-hmm. area. It was really, really pleasant. Plus the weather was nice. It wasn't too hot at that point. I really enjoyed it and would totally stay in that room. Again. Yeah, I, w- I actually look forward to, to trying that out again. I, you know, tend to really like uh, their one bedroom suite is beautiful mm-hmm. and that's great if you want to do you know do more entertaining because mm-hmm. that has area or if you have uh, more larger of your family right. you know want some want a little more room for mm-hmm. your just your family in right. general yeah right so um but this was perfect for a stay with just us there. right and we'll talk about the suite in a little bit here trust me um but we and we like the studio so much that we did a wait list for our trip that we have coming up here in uh, just a couple months in june mm-hmm. and we just as of this morning just received the the uh, confirmation on that wait list is and actually no. now we have a reservation so we will be staying at another uh deluxe studio for our june trip at bay lake towers that with a lake view but um we're really excited about that so uh so anyway as I was saying, we, we took that day kind of relaxing. We got up, had a little breakfast, had, you know, some coffee. And and then we um, just took our bags down, got them checked for the day. And we decided, look, you know, the weather's pretty nice. Um, we could rain. It might not. We don't know. But the pool is pretty wide open. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was sunny enough. So we decided, let's just take this day and enjoy the pool. Went to the pool, enjoyed some cocktails, got beautiful chaise lounges underneath an umbrella. Mm-hmm. So even if it, when it rained a couple of times, we were fine. When the sun got bright a couple of times, we weren't too blasted by that. Right. You know, it was, it was a really a pleasant day. Yeah, it was actually rather peaceful out there. I think a lot of people with what the weather um, predictions were planned to go into the parks or spend more time in the parks because they were probably thinking it wouldn't be a adequate pool day, but it actually turned out to be a fabulous pool day. Um, thanks to the weather really holding off. Like Mm -hmm. you said, we had the one time where there was a shower. It wasn't for very long. We were under the, you know, the very large umbrellas and we're fine. Yeah. 
We just enjoyed our time out there. Like I said, had a couple cocktails. Uh, one thing we took advantage of now, and this is, I guess, a tip ahead of time. Uh, when you're by the pools, uh, we, you know, you can go to the pool bar or whatever. And, you know, some have better food than others. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're going to the Bay Lake Towers or the Contemporary Pool, the food options you have available there are not the greatest food options yeah, like you have available. Minimal. There's like some nachos. There's like a pre-made uh, turkey wrap or something. There's a hot dog. You know, Salad. You know, nothing wrong with any of those things, but it's kind of like what you would grab and go at many places. They're all pre-prepared. Right. They're not making them for you as you're there. So we, Michelle was smart enough to look into a few extra things. And this is um, true now, at least as of right now, during COVID times at many of these places that uh, they have a little bit better restaurant nearby that is doing orders to go. And we looked into that. And yes, uh, the wave mm -hmm. was doing orders to go. So we just went on. Did our, you know, set our arrival time, right. ordered what we want. I walked over. It was just a little bit farther to walk over to the contemporary, walk into the wave, right. um, grab that stuff, bring it back, went right back to our chaise lounges and enjoyed a really nice meal there. Yeah, it was, you know, um, like you said, the pool food is fine, It's gr especially if you're just going to snack or whatever. But if you really want, you know, a decent or nice, nicer lunch, um, then you can take advantage of these, you know, places that are more reservation based, but they're allowing some to go. And I know not all of them do that. You can go online and, and find out which ones are. But yeah, having researched and saw the wave and got some really delicious, more unique kind of food. Right. For example, like the, I think the turkey wrap or BLT wrap or whatever it was, uh, was like $9.50 at the bar pool for $14.00. Uh, I went to the wave and got a chicken sandwich with bacon and avocado and a side of fries, you know, and the other, right. the sandwich comes with a bag of chips, you know, I mean, it, again, that's nothing wrong with that, right. but for, you know, less than $5 more, I got what I felt was a really great lunch. Michelle got some uh, wonderful cauliflower tacos, yes, they were some amazing. avocado yes. and mm -hmm. some, like some red pepper um, remoulade on there. And um, it was just really, really nice. A nice meal for sitting by the pool. Right. And they have a lot more options than mm -hmm. obviously that or what you'd get by the, the pool. They also have their breakfast to go to. Mm -hmm. So breakfast, dinner. And so, dinner. Right. Right. Um, and when you're, so take a, just take a look no matter what resort you're staying in and see if they have that option available for you. Because, uh, and, and again, some of the pool food is better at the play, some places than others. Um, but if you don't like the food options there, take a look around and see what you can find for uh, sure. other ways to do things. So uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, eventually, we were like, okay, then we've had enough of the day at the pool. We got our room. We got up to our room. Uh, and it we did go to, at that point, a one-bedroom suite with a lake view there at Bay Lake Towers, which is one of our favorite spots in the entire world. Right, yeah. It is, you know, quite spacious, you know, so, and, and we may have talked about this at another episode, but it does have a separate sleeping area, which is separated out from the living room and the kitchen. Uh, the kitchen has everything. I mean, you could really entertain there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, even I was looking at, you know, what they provide for silverware and dishes and everything. And you could easily do what, like eight, mm -hmm. you could host for eight people. Uh, of all the places that we've been in for the vacation club, it has the largest 
and most convenient table area. I think if you really wanted to be there with, you know, like if you're staying there and you want to bring some friends over or whatever, the seating area, the table is pretty large that you could fit quite a few people there. Definitely six to eight with no problem. Right. Whatsoever. And, yeah. And we, we uh, did a lake view. Um, some people like the theme park view. I think theme park view is better when you have fireworks going off when mm -hmm. you're not right now. Yeah, you can see the park, but I don't think it's as, as, as interesting because you get a lot of the parking lot there. We like the lake view. We see it calm, very serene, enjoyable. But one thing about that is because the way Bay Lake Towers is shaped, it's round. Um, so if you have one of those rooms on the outer side of it, because it's round, it kind of goes out in a pie shape. So the inside is kind of more narrow. Think of the point of a pie. And the outside is like the crust of the pie. So it, it kind of extends in a triangle. So you have this expanded space more towards the back of your room. So that's why they feel so big when right. you go into them. Right. No, that's true. That's a good point. You know, and even with within Lakeview, there's different views that you can see. So like what we selected, you know, you can, you know, when you're making your reservation or contacting them at another time via a chat or a phone call, um, they do have on one side where you can actually see not only the lake, but you get to, you could see the contemporary and the monorail and, you know, kind of watch some of that activity there. The other side is a lot more serene looking of mm -hmm. just looking more at nature. So you have some choices there if you want to, um, try different things or depending on what you're looking forward to in your, you know, for your trip. Right. And, uh, I, I did, uh, send out some, uh, social media videos and pictures of the view we had, which is, you know, we love that view mm -hmm. because you can watch the monorails right. come in and out because you can look at the lake and there is plenty of wildlife out there. We saw turtles. Mm -hmm. um, we saw various different seabirds that were doing. There was one seabird that was doing this. Thing. I, I wasn't even sure it was a seabird because I just see this neck sticking out of the water. <laughs> it looked like, like the Loch Ness Monster or something. You know? and not that I thought it was that, but I'm like, what is that? You know, is that a snake? Is that this right. and that? Until, it wasn't until it jumped on the dock that it you know, put out its wings, but it was like its whole body was underwater. And yeah. it was just its head and its neck kind of going above. It was really interesting. Um, bring binoculars, by the way, because, yes. you know, you might want to check some of this stuff out. But it just, it's just very peaceful and enjoyable. We love it. And uh, we are always excited whenever we get one of those Lakeview rooms. Exactly. And, you know, um, at, in the afternoon, you can hear, if you want to sit outside, you can hear some of the music from the, the pools mm -hmm. uh, over at the Contemporary or if they're playing games. It's not really super loud. Um, but the best thing is in the evening, it's a great place to sit. One, you know, if you just want to sit and relax after a day at the park or in the nighttime to watch the nighttime water. The electrical, electrical, the, uh, electrical water pageant. Right. Yes. Um, you know, you get great views of that and, you know, hear yeah. that music. So it's, you know, it's really special. It's a special place. Right. I'm sorry. Oh, the other thing I was going to mention, I don't think we've said yet, is this is the one that is a one bedroom that actually has two separate bathrooms, right. two full bathrooms. Um, so if you did have guests over, um, they could use the bathroom that is more in the uh, 
living quarters. Right. Portion. Or if you have a larger family, you know, people can be getting ready at the right. same time. And, it, and they are full bathrooms. Not, it's not a half bath. Right. So you can be showering in both, um, you know, getting ready in both, you know, as to, to kind of move everybody along, right. you know, whenever the place is. So uh, very beneficial. And the other thing I was going to bring up as far as the views, I mean, you know, it's Florida. Sometimes the weather can be extreme on the outside. It may be a little too warm to sit outside on the deck, on the, your little right. patio, uh, maybe a little too rainy, whatever. They also have giant windows. Like the the whole living yes. room area has these really big windows. So you get great views out the windows exactly. as well and much more of a comfortable environment if that's what you decide. Right. Well, so. And a lot of great seating area, you know, couches, couch and several comfy chairs. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's it's spectacular. It is. It's really great. So, and we love it very much. So, um, so yeah, we ch- went to our room you know, and then we decided, well, look, we have these annual passes that we recently renewed that we had to kind of take care of some things with because they, they hadn't actually activated them yet. And we wanted to be sure we went to the park the next day right. that we were good and ready to go. So we went to guest services, um, got those all handled. And then we just happened to look while well, since we were, we'd walked over to Magic Kingdom. One, another great thing about being at Bay Lake Towers or the Contemporary, walking to Magic yes. Kingdom. Really super um, easy. Since we were there, we looked at it, we're like, wow. Um, like Peter Pan's flight's only 25 minutes. When is Peter Pan's flight only 25 right. minutes? So we went and did that. We're walking. We were like, that's pretty much all we needed to do. We just wanted to pop in, look at Magic Kingdom, do Peter Pan's flight since that was such a short time. Uh, as we were walking out, we looked over at Haunted Mansion. It was a five-minute wait. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't really even a five-minute wait. It was a walk on at the Haunted Mansion. So it's one of our favorite attractions yes. of all time. We have to do that. So we did that too. Then went back to the room, enjoyed it. By the way, Michelle cooked all the meals for us on this trip. <laughs> Thank you very much, sweetheart. Oh, sure. I usually cook almost everything we do, and Michelle took over the cooking this time, and I'm so appreciative of uh, it. She did a wonderful job. Not uh, quite as good as you, but... Uh, uh, it was great. It was wonderful. <laughs> Thank you very much. I had our meal there, called it a day, and uh, just enjoyed it. Oh, by the way, another thing I meant to mention... Um, obviously there aren't any nighttime spectaculars going on. Part of being there at the Contemporary or at the Bay Lake Towers or anywhere around the monorail um, resorts is the fireworks. Uh, But one thing they have going on right now, at least at Bay Lake Towers, is that they have a channel that they're playing continuously for several hours in the evenings. Uh, They're playing actually a broadcast of Happily Ever After. So you can get a little piece of that on your television. Obviously, it's not the same thing, but it gives you a little bit of that feel. Right, exactly. You know, and um, kind of like another little tip of what you were talking about is going to guest services. Uh, If you can do that in the afternoon or evening, early evening or whatever, that's the best time to go. In the morning, it is always packed. We've had to do that a couple times, you know, but if you can wait and get something, whether it's, you know, will call or getting like we did our passes activated, at best you have two or three people ahead of you if you go later in the day. So that's something to consider. Um, the other thing is what we really noticed with the parks, especially in the late afternoon, is that's when they were, for the most part, pretty calm in mm-hmm. terms of the the crowds or whatever and so it it felt more open and that you could get around I mean it wasn't empty by any stretch of the imagination but it was definitely much much less crowded uh later afternoon than we saw in the daytime right and and something that uh uh, one of our bell persons uh told us when we were um 
you know, getting in there and they're asking, are you going to go? It was Sunday right. in the afternoon. And he's like, oh, what's your, what's your plans for the rest of the day? And I said, oh, we may pop over Magic Kingdom for a little bit. And he's like, this is a great time to do it because on Sunday afternoons, once you get into the late afternoon, a lot of the locals right. who are, you know, have annual passes or bought tickets for the day or whatever, um, they need to get back to wherever it is. You know, they're not, most of them aren't spending the night there right. or whatever. So they'll cut out around five, six o'clock. So, you know, until park closes there, right. uh, you, as we saw 25 minutes for, you know, right, uh, yes. for uh, Peter Pan's flight, fought in less than five minutes to get on Haunted Mansion. Um, it, it, it opens up a little bit more on a Sunday night as opposed to a, a, sure. a Sunday day. Now, you know, some of you won't, you want to use a whole ticket for that, but if you have an annual pass or right. whatever, uh, it's worth looking into when right. you're there. And staying later. Yeah. And staying later. Exactly. So, so, um, got through that day, moved into Monday and that was our Epcot day, which we were really mm-hmm. excited about because we're huge fans of the flower and garden festival. Of course, it's the taste of Epcot international flower and garden festival this year. Went there. We were a bit concerned about again, what the weather was going to be <laughs> because we were looking for like days ahead of time, even up to that day. And it was saying it's going to be 80%, 90% right. rain throughout the day. It's like, fine, we can deal with rain. We know we have ponchos, we have umbrellas. We deal with it we want to go uh went into the park barely noticed it it like sprinkled on us a few times i know i I think we only put the ponchos on that day you did for a short time i didn't even bother and it was it was really a perfect day right i thought for sure it was gonna um at one point start to pour the way it looked and put the ponchos on and poncho on and like you said a little sprinkle that was it and so i took it off quickly but yeah i mean it was amazing luck that the weather held out for us while we're at Epcot because last time we were there it wasn't quite right. the same we were, we were trying to get food yes. and protect it from the weather and everything else yes. right and this time it was it was so much easier in that regards and I think that helped us you know be able to try more food too right so and we did that's what we made that's what we did I mean, did we even do an attraction that day I don't think we did I don't think we did yeah right. we just we just did food throughout there oh no we did uh, the Grand Fiesta tour because we got oh, there that's early right. we got there at kind of rope drop of Epcot, so 11 a.m., you know. Uh, And it was like last time when we did our trip, we couldn't, well, we could have gotten in the pyramid, but it was a long wait to get into the Mexico Pavilion Pyramid. Um, This time it was walk into the Mexico. So like, since it's walk in, let's, we didn't do the Grand Fiesta Tour last time. Let's go do the Grand Fiesta Tour. Um, We did, and, but then we were, you know, we were enjoying food and taking pictures for the rest of the day. And we had some really, um, there were some treats. I don't think anything was amiss completely. Mm-hmm. We had some that we liked more than others, right. but uh, it was all enjoyable throughout. Right. Um, and one of the things we noticed, though, there in the later part of the afternoon, not really late afternoon, but when people might be park hopping, mm-hmm. then that was where we saw the line again at the Mexican mm-hmm. Pavilion to get into the pyramid. So, if you know, another little tip there if you want to try that. The beginning of the day is the best, I think. Right, especially because that park is open the latest. It's open till 11 p.m. at night. Right. It opens later, and it stays open till the latest point. So a lot of people are, after they're wrapping up their days at other parks or whatever it may be, then they're coming over there. So if you can get there a little earlier, right. you're going to benefit from that is what we've found so right. far. Or but very late, you or know, very later late. Right. after dinner time. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And that the lines, we did see the lines at a lot of the kiosks, a lot of the stands uh, pick up around lunchtime, yep. around two, three o'clock, you know, they, then that's when they were really there. I think um, great time to get there is 
early around 11 if you're going to try the stands mm -hmm. and then kind of after that lunchtime period before dinner starts is also another great time yes. to kind of get there if you're just looking to go to those kiosks but uh so we enjoyed a lot of food was there something that was a favorite of yours from the the food we sampled um, I think, like you said, there were there were several that we really liked. I, I guess my favorite would have been the duck confit over at the France Pavilion mm -hmm. kiosk. Um, it was funny because one of the things we noticed is it the uh, presentation was not as impressive. Wasn't as pretty as something, I especially right. a flower garden festival. You get a lot of pretty presentations, right? Yeah. But it was spectacularly delicious. Yeah, it was tasty. You know, um, yeah, it, it was, was exactly tender. Yeah, and uh, the accompanying pasta yeah it was like a gnocchi it was like right. a french gnocchi yeah. right was just delicious and not just perfect seasoning um and it you know i know some people don't like duck because they feel it was it might be gamey this was not right. it was you know and just enough sauce uh, or gravy like to accompany it. it wasn't really heavy into gravy so it just was to me perfect taste you got like a pink slushy cocktail it's like a rose yes. uh, gray goose uh cocktail there as well right right it was um you know it it was a nice little treat i think we didn't do as much alcohol as what we've done sometimes at it's some of these i know at some of these festivals um but that was one that we thought would be kind of cute to try and it was it was yummy yeah uh the one thing that i really enjoyed was there was a um and they called it a, you know, an impossible short rib, a Korean short rib. Mm -hmm. So, you know, near, uh, I'm trying to remember, wasn't it near uh, kind of the China Pavilion? It was actually more closer to Mexico, kind of in between that area when you're, if you're first walking in from, uh, you know, the entryway into World Showcase area. And then if you were to take a left, yeah. mm -hmm. it was kind of just right there. Right. It's the same um, kiosk where they do the, uh, corn on the cob, the roasted That's corn, right, on the the cob, roasted corn on the which cob, which is a was a big seller there. But uh, this was uh, to me. I, I know you weren't as much of a fan of it. I think you thought it was good, but it wasn't like your your thing. I really loved it. It's it, it was in what it, they call it an impossible short rib. That was the one thing I would say. It's a little bit misleading. Right. It's more like a a meatloaf, mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't right. have that same texture, but it is tender. It is tasty. It does hit on all the notes. It's, it's got this sweet, spicy sauce. It's got this kind of kimchi with it. That's very sour yet bright. It, it, it's got rice. And I thought it just, it, every time you took a bite, it was just a little bit different sensation right. in, in your, on your palate. And uh, I, I, I would go back and get that again. And it was impressive. You were doing the more plant-based, yeah. not more plant-based, but you did a plant-based dish, which isn't... Which all... I don't have a problem with. Right. But yeah. but yeah, you tend to not. So it was kind of interesting that uh, when we were trying it together, that you were the one that was a bigger fan. Yeah. When I saw the description of it, I, I thought it'd be something that I'd really enjoy. Mm -hmm. uh, so when we got, I was like, I, I'd like to get this. When the, uh, we tried many things, but that was one of the things I really wanted to try. And I was uh, paid off with it. It was it was really enjoyable, really good. I, I liked it a lot. So uh, lots of other stuff. If you have any questions about it, we're going to, we experienced some things. Uh, we're coming back in June when the Flower and Garden Festival is still going on. We may experience a few other mm -hmm. things and revisit some of the stuff we enjoyed this time. But um, really enjoyed a lot of that. We also did, uh, for the first time, or I think the well, first time because it's, it's a new thing, uh, the DVC scenic selfies kind of photo, photo scavenger right. hunt uh, where they have, uh, you scan your phone um, 
and then you they go to a website and it gives you locations throughout the park to get a selfie. You take a selfie there. They have like some stickers you put on there that you know show like it's in Canada or it's in China, Japan, whatever. And then once you get through all five destinations, take a selfie there. Uh, you go back to the, uh, the the Disney Vacation Club kiosk and you get a little button. Right, it's really fun. And it's no no charge. Right, I mean it's all for the celebration of their thirty years as mm-hmm. having DVC, and so yeah, it is just kind of a fun, nice little, um, like you said, scavenger hunt. And they, you know, they also give you some trivia descriptions of things that you might not know otherwise. So it's a fun little activity that, like you said, it's free and. Um, in an additional activity to do at the parks. Yes. So that was our day at Epcot. Is, is there anything else you want to think we should bring up from our uh, trip? The topiaries, great. Always to- right. always great topiaries. Really Enjoy them all. Uh, it was a beautiful day. I uh, had a great time out there. Right. No, I think, um, you know, it did hit on all the things that we tend to really like about the Flower and Garden Festival. Obviously, some of the type of entertainment isn't there right mm-hmm. now. They did have some. Um but it was certainly pleasurable. It kept us entertained for a long time. Right. So great day. Enjoyed that. Uh, that was Monday. Tuesday was our Disney Hollywood Studios day. Started off as he always does with the Disney Hollywood Studios <laughs> day. Uh, very early at 7 a.m. Being sure to be up and ready to go to pounce on that Star Wars Rise of the Resistance boarding group. And I got in there. Got us in group 22. Yeah. Uh, thrilled with it. Uh, really excited. So um, got that. Now we were all... Holding off on the weather on uh, Monday. However, Tuesday was not quite the exactly the same <laughs> thing. Uh, it was actually okay for a portion of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, enough for us to get through Rise of the Resistance. Uh, of course, always great. We got a great spot. Actually, we were right up front uh, during the you know the pre-show, whatever, right. where we were. Um, where you get the shuttle ride to and you get captured. Right. You know, spoiler alert, uh, <laughs> captured by the First Order. And uh, that was great because we were right up there up front. Enjoyed that. But um, Rise of the Resistance, always great. Probably my, my definitely my favorite new attraction. For yes, sure. it is. It's quite an attraction. It's very stimulating and lots to see. Every time you go, you can see more things. So um, really loved it. We lo- I, you know, the, the virtual queue is just a such a convenient thing mm-hmm. you know you you're not standing in a long line it goes pretty smoothly you have that uh flexibility of coming back a little late in case you're in the middle of a dining reservation mm-hmm. or something like that so and they give you you know uh, an estimate of how much time it would be till you're going so you can plan accordingly as well right and you get yeah it's a great way to be able to plot out your day a little bit more around that you know knowing approximately when your boarding group might be going. So you can like, okay, we don't need to rush the park or right. we, we can do a few other attractions early if we want. Um, so great. Uh, then we took advantage of a couple photo opportunities within Star Wars Galaxy's mm-hmm. Edge that we hadn't done before. Um, one we did before, but we were, we were looking to do a super zoom. Right. Uh, but unfortunately, the queue for uh, Millennium Falcon Smugglers run right before we were in line where they do that super zoom, moved into that area so they couldn't do it. Right. So uh, we missed out on that opportunity. However, there's a Another one, the, the one that you um, we could run into problems with is over by First Order Cargo because right. that's where the Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run uh, queue will sometimes extend into. However, there's another one over by Docking Bay 7 Food and Cargo that rarely has any issues with that. And they're doing a super zoom there as well. So you may want to check that out if you want to do one of those photos. And that's the one 
we did. We, we, we went and did our Rise of the Resistance, uh, came back. Um, our photographer had just shown up right. like a few minutes after we got there. We knew they were coming um, and got that done. And it was a fun experience. Yeah, yeah. The photographer was very interactive and fun. And it um, was really cool getting that shot finally. Yeah. Yeah. So if you don't know what the super zooms are, you've probably seen them on social media. But they, uh, they, 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 they take a shot of you uh, from where you are. There's a camera off in the distance and it pulls back to show a wide angle view of the area around you. Right. And then it zooms back into you. It's, it's really cool yeah you know sort of animated animated photo right i mean there are a lot of great photo ops uh in galaxy's edge um that you can do and you know their their photographers have magic mm-hmm Exactly. They definitely do. You take advantage of that magic for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, did do Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Uh, got there. It actually had uh, stopped for a little bit. Saw that the queue had gone down. A, by the time we were able to get there from Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, <laughs> yeah. the queue had built up a little bit more, but it still wasn't that bad. So we went through that. Um, still a great attraction. We're just it's just so adorable. Yeah, it really is. We love it. We and, love it. And, and so, yeah. And so fun. Uh, then we were thinking about, we actually, the same thing happened with Slinky Dog Dash. So the line had gone down and we were like trying, do we wait here for a little bit and hope? And we were, we waited for a little bit to see. And we think that if we had waited just a little bit longer, it might've gone through it, except for that's when this guy's decided yes. to open up. <laughs> Um, and, you know, there was a couple of factors that led us to, you know, we've done good enough for this day. Right. Let's go back to the room. We, you know, not that we don't mind. We, we've fought weather many times. It's not the, uh, right. in, in definitely just a weather issue. There were a couple of things at play here. One, yes, the weather. Um, two, I had actually received a request for a one-way virtual job interview yeah. <laughs> that day. And I wanted, you know, I'm, I'm looking for a job currently. Uh, so I wanted to actually, you know, get back and, and there's a company that I had interest in. Right. I'm like, well, the, since it's raining anyway, let's go back and I can do this one-way job interview. Yeah, yeah. And um, so, yeah, it was an interesting wait for Slinky Dog because it... Um, one, if it had opened up, we were going to be very close to the front of the line. But um, just watching them, they were retesting things as they were starting them on. And you can actually hear them talk of the testing pl- phases as they're doing things. It's kind of comical little thing to to be a part of, see that or hear that. Um, and it just, like you said, it looks so much like they had gone through like three different test cycles. Check zone one. Yes. Three different zone test cycles. Clear. And it seemed like it was going to happen. But then, you know, the thunderstorm overhead and we thought, yeah, it's not going to. And we, we kept watching later as we were uh, getting on the transportation back to the resort and seeing that, nope, it didn't open. So it was a good decision to yeah. leave it. It worked out well, and we just decided to take it easy the rest of the day. We kind of toured around our resort a little bit mm-hmm. and did some other things, and just it was a very enjoyable day. So uh, that's all we're going to touch on for this trip, uh, for this portion of it. We're going to get to more of what we did the last few days, whether it be our, our revisiting of Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom Park on Earth Day, also Disney Animal Kingdom's uh, birthday, which mm-hmm. is the same day, and our trip out that after that to the space coast we'll talk a little bit about that next week um i did a, we did get a question an email question uh from one of our listeners uh, a subscriber to the newsletter uh, i was from sarah grace kaiser uh, oh that's right yeah uh, she sent us a quick question she said because i thrown out there hey is there anything you want to know about our trip and mm-hmm. um she did uh, send us a question thank you uh sarah uh she said dear tom and michelle what was your favorite thing about this trip did you do anything different um I think the fact that we stayed t- 
spent time out at the pool was a little different mm-hmm. than what we normally do. You know, sometimes we've gone out to a pool just briefly. For a couple but, hours or whatever. Right. But to really spend time out there and just, you know, just totally relax and, you know, get away from it all, I, I think was something that was more unique on this trip. Um, probably more in for our next episode where we talk about Earth Day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and I think that was probably... We did a lot of new things on Earth Day. Yeah. Um, probably some of the favorite things. But I, I, I just think all in all, my favorite part of it was just having some alone time with you in a place yeah. that we love, um, seeing more and more things, you know, making it feel safe and still comfortable and magical, um, you know, being able to, you know, and, and wear big mask wears or things like that, but being able to get some photos without the mask. Yeah, that was, was kind of was nice kind of fun and, and being able to do that. In a physically distanced, yes. stationary position, we did that several times. Right. Too. And even with the photographers, I, I, I love the way that they, you know, they right away tell you, leave your your mask on until we tell you until so they they have time to do the setup and give you some instructions of how to pose etc and then they can move back a little bit and you know everybody feel comfortable and safe yeah it was nice to get back to that and get um, some smiles right right again not that there's anything wrong with the mask pictures we still took plenty of selfies with masks on and everything uh but it was nice to get back to that uh, yeah but great question sarah what about you uh my favorite thing is always that room um Mm -hmm. that one bedroom lakeview suite is my favorite thing at bay lake towers my favorite thing that i think we spent we may have you know steered a little more away from uh, huge days at the parks because we had such a great room you know that kind of played into that as well but I agree with you. The pool days, um, we don't, we, you know, we usually, maybe we'll do one pool visit mm-hmm. on most vacations. This time we did it a couple times. We'll get into more of that in the second part as well. Um, but we enjoyed our pool time. Um, doing the scenic selfies was fun. Yes. It kind of gave us a new thing to do right. at uh, Epcot. You know, we love scavenger hunt types of things. And that was a lot of fun as well. But we did a lot of time, a lot of stuff that our favorite things that were new things that we hadn't tried before, the super zoom pictures. We did right. several of those. Um, we enjoyed a lot of those and we'll discuss, uh, we, we loved them all. And some of them we've already discussed on this episode, but we'll also discuss more right. in the next episode. And please, if you have more questions for us regards to this episode or what we did in the last few days, um, we'd love to answer those as well. Yeah. I mean, we also, or at least I did tried a new cocktail at the pool, the banana cabana, yeah, which, which you, was which you loved. very yummy. Yeah. Yes. But yes, if you have any questions for us, if we didn't get into enough detail about one of the subjects we touched on, please let us know. We'd love to explore that more. We just didn't want to get too detailed if it was going to seem monotonous. Right. And just one more before we leave our main topic, one more favorite thing uh, that we're really going to discuss more on in our next episode, but I want to touch on it here because I don't want it to slip another week, is the fact that we were blessed and actually uh, he blessed us that uh, Justin Monorail took the time yeah. uh, from the Morning Monorail podcast to come on down to Magic Kingdom and meet with us at the park that day. We had a great time all morning, just kind of tromping around, going on uh, a few different attractions, sitting and having a Dole Whip uh, with him and having a good conversation. Right. And um, we just really enjoyed that. We'll talk a little 
little bit more about that next week, but I just wanted to make sure and get that out there. He's a great guy. He, everything you, you hear from him on his show is accurate. Um, and we're, we're thank you, Justin, for uh, coming out and saying hello to us. Yeah. I mean, he, like you said, he's so awesome and friendly and very, uh, very authentic. You know, you, you, when you listen to their podcast, you know, you can really tell the great personalities there. Um, Sam, we're sorry we missed mm-hmm. you. We look forward to meeting up with you at another time um, and hope everything is going well with you as well. And But like you said, we'll talk more, but it was so wonderful that Justin took the time to come out and meet with us. Yeah, we appreciate it. A lot of fun. We always love meeting, yes. meeting friends in the park. So. Yeah. so that's it for part one. Next week will be part two, like I said. Uh, more of Magic Kingdom, uh, more of Earth Day at mm-hmm. uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom Park and our trip to the Space Coast. And we're looking forward to sharing part two with you of our April Walt Disney World trip recap next week. Okay, it was a great trip. And as always, even though we cut it in half, we still talked long. So let's quickly get to our Disney stories (laughs) of the week. And I'm going to start with... Our wish is coming true. This week, we are set to get a peek at Disney Cruise Line's newest ship. This from the Disney Parks blog and from Ashley Long, who just happened to be our cruise director for our Panama Canal cruise during when when, when COVID went crazy. Yes. Um, So happy to hear that she's doing so many things out there. Here's what she wrote. Uh, She said, the wish you've been waiting for will soon come true. We're getting ready to unveil never-before-released details of our newest ship, the Disney Wish, and we want you to be (laughs) among the first to learn about the incredible new spaces and experiences coming to the high seas in the summer of 2022. The grand unveiling... Once Upon a Disney Wish takes place on Thursday, April 29th at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, and you can watch that right on the Disney Parks blog. So that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm very excited to see the details of this ship when they when announce them on Thursday. Right. It looks like they're, you know, actually going to be, you know, really giving a lot more detail of, you know, some of the special places there and, um you're right. It's a wish come true. We're going to hear about it. Uh, we know it's going to be a great ship, uh, especially at the helm of Captain Minnie. Yes. And um, like you mentioned, Ashley, who is a fabulous, fun and warm cruise director. So, yeah, it was a, uh, really cool. I can't wait to see all the uh, as many details as they'll release with us uh, for us. And during that segment coming up here on uh, Thursday, uh, I'll be glued to it, and, uh, mm. and I just can't wait for it. And, uh, by the way, Ashley will be hosting that special 30-minute uh, virtual presentation. I'm hoping that that this is all this stuff, all these stories she's writing. The fact that she's hosting this is leading to that she will be the cruise director of know. this ship because uh, she deserves that role. I mean, she, right. you know, I mean, she went over and above for our Panama Canal cruise. We fell in love with her there, as far as you know being such a, a wonderful, wonderful cruise director. And I, I think it'd be a spectacular thing for her to be the cruise director Ag- of this. Agreed. She's uh, somebody who could take something that was started out normal and magical and then turned into the most 
absurd, weird situation you could ever deal with. And she, you know, always brought uh, so much attention to details to make things pleasant for the guests. Right, exactly. So yeah. uh, the special sneak peek, uh, we'll have all the, we'll uh, look at all the magic that awaits, including a look behind the scenes with the Walt Disney Imagineers, creative team bringing the Disney wish to life. Plus this enchanting reveal, this is what they said, uh, will include special character appearance and surprise performances you won't want to miss. So nice. we will be tuned in. I hope you mm-hmm. will be as well. Moving on. If you ever thought your sports viewing routine was missing a little touch of superhero pizzazz, <laughs> we have some good news from you uh, for you. This from Deadline.com. Uh, ESPN and Marvel are teaming up to produce an alternative telecast of a May 3rd NBA game. The flagship ESPN network will air the regular telecast of the Golden State Warriors-New Orleans Pelicans matchup. ESPN2, ESPN Deportes, and the streaming service ESPN Plus will carry the Marvelized (laughs) version. Uh, The alternate broadcast on May 3rd will integrate elements from an original Marvel story and characters including Iron Man, Black Panther, Captain Marvel, Captain America, Black Widow, and Doctor Strange. The characters will appear throughout the game via 3D technology, custom graphics, and animation packages. How fun, right? I know. So fun. I mean, we saw when Nickelodeon did uh, football. Yeah, I think it was one of the NFL playoff games. Right. right? And that was a blast to watch. I mean, we like football and, you know, sports already, but, you know, putting in some real clever fun uh, is makes it so much more special and uh, looking forward to this with the Marvel characters, uh, you know, especially the ones that are, you know, so endeared to endearing to us. Right. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to that. Uh, they also say viewers will be encouraged to collect Marvel hero points based on the actual performances of three players on each team for the Warriors. Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Andrew Wiggins will be the Marvel trio. And with the Pelicans, uh, they'll have Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, and Lonzo Ball adding to the effort. So that's kind of fun as well. So we're not, we don't watch a lot of NBA. We we catch a game here. We catch a game there, you know, enjoy watching it for a little bit, but I'm thinking we'll probably be tuned into this game. Yeah, it'll be fun. fun. So uh, finally, I want to wrap up with a favorite Walt Disney World attraction is set to reopen. And it might even be running right now. I haven't checked recently. I know there were people actually lining up in case it opens uh, today, but I haven't heard yet. On Friday, Walt Disney World uh, President Jeff Ball uh, posted this to Instagram. He said, on a recent trip to Magic Kingdom, I stopped by to check in with the engineering team overseeing the refurbishment of the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover, previously called the Wedway People Mover. Uh, When I first wrote it as a teenager, thrilled that this team is ready to delight a new generation when it reopens later this weekend, meaning this weekend that we're currently in right now. Now, I don't know. They've still been, they have been running it, more test runs. I actually saw some sort of, I think a Disney Parks blog put it out, a little video of Stitch riding in it, (laughs) of all things. Um, But as far as of the moment they were recording this, um, it hadn't opened yet. I'd seen more things about it It was going to open on Monday, actually. Mm -hmm. But who knows? Uh, But it's just great news that they're getting that much closer to this is really a popular attraction being reopened after more than a year. Yeah, that's exciting and can't wait and 
you know, glad that it's it's coming. It's finally coming up soon. Yeah. I uh, wish it was been last weekend. We I were know. actually there, but, you know, we can ride it in June. That's right. So that'll be fun. So uh, that's it for the Disney stories of the week. However, we never leave you without some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation. As always, we start with Michelle one because she's wonderful, <laughs> beautiful. She is oh, has the best lists. <laughs> she has the best stories. You're so funny. She does the best Disney planning, as you hear when we planned our trip out for this one. But she also has the very best tips. So let's You're get so right kind. to it. Here is Michelle's tip of the week. Um, well, my tip is a small one, as usual. <laughs> but I mean, right now, masks are still required. We don't know when things might change that. But uh, if you're at a Disney park and you're trying to decide which size, uh, especially if you have kids and, you know, they might be whether they're smaller kids or tweens and you're just not sure which size to get, you can um, go to the counter and ask to see a sample size of the different sizes. Now, they they don't let you put it on, you know, to try it on because that would kind of defeat the purpose, right? Everybody wearing, in a sense, the same mask trying right. on. But at least you get to have a visual uh uh, understanding of what the different sizes and, the, and they actually had a lot more sizes than I would have expected, especially for smaller kids. So if you're not sure which size, even as an adult, like trying to figure out for me, which, which would be the better size, you know, um, it, it can be really helpful. Yeah, that was, that's a good point. Yeah. We, we tried to figure out you, you bought a mask. I, you know, I was trying to say that one looks a little small. You should get the bigger one. You tried it on. It was actually way too big for your little <laughs> tiny head. Uh, so that ended up becoming my mask. Maybe that was my way of kind of adjusting. Cause I wanted that mask. I don't know, but <laughs> that was kind of a funny circumstance. Well, the funny thing is, you know, you, everybody knows their body a little better than somebody else. And so when I was looking at the mask, I actually thought the smaller one would have probably been the better. Two guys, <laughs> me and the cashier were right. like, no, I you know. want the bigger mask. <laughs> wrong. I mean, it, it wrong. fit for sure, but it was just a little bit larger than it fit over I your whole face. Did. Yes. <laughs> You're supposed to cover your, your nose down to your chin, not over your forehead. Right. So the tip is, if you need to know the mass size, go look at it and then right. follow your gut. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Michelle's tip, always the best tip. Uh, my little tip, we talked about we did plenty of pool time this year right? and there, or this during this trip. And there's one thing that we, you know, we've seen it before, but I was taking more note of it, I think, because we were at the pool longer. Mm -hmm. And that is, if you're trying to kind of Find ways to cut back on some of the things you're packing for your vacations. I know, especially with more fees going to, mm -hmm. you know, checked bags and everything else. Uh, well, here's another way you might be able to uh, trim on that. And that is if you have little ones who, you know, maybe they don't know how to swim yet, or maybe they struggle a little more with swim. So they have some sort of flotation device you bring with them so they can enjoy their time in right. the pool. Well, if you're going to and staying at a Walt Disney World Resort, uh, you don't necessarily have to bring that flotation device, whatever it be, whether it be floaties, whether it be a vest, whatever mm -hmm. it might be, with you. That's because uh, at all the Disney Resort pools, they offer various sizes of flotation right. vests there for you for you to use. And again, they go anywhere from really small children mm -hmm. up to like um, little ones that are, well, I guess they're not so little ones, when they're up to 90 pounds. Right, so yeah. uh, depending on what's your skill level, depending on what age, everything... There is a, you can find a vest there that might fit them. And that's just 
you know, that many fewer things that you have to pack. And we also watched them very closely as they would collect them uh, once people were done with them and they were spraying them down, yes. wiping them down. They were they were doing that with everything. Right. But even with, with these vests, so you, if you're concerned about that, um, they're very safe as well with those. Yeah, that's a great tip. It, you know, really can help you, like you said, save some space or weight with uh, packing items for right. the trip. For sure. So, so that's it for this week. Next week, as we've mentioned several times already, we'll be doing part two of our vacation recap, including our second visit to Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom Park for its birthday, which also happens, of course, to be Earth Day. Uh, and then we went out to the Space Coast, and you may have seen it on social media. We got to witness that SpaceX mm-hmm. launch with the crew, uh, Crew 2 on the Dragon uh, um, capsule up to the International Space Station. We'll talk all about that and some other things we did as well. And we're looking forward to sharing that with you. Yes, it was an exciting time to to share with everybody. Mm -hmm. And we appreciate that you joined us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you find podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there... We'd really love it if you sign up for the newsletter and thanks to those of you who have. Yes, uh, thank you very much for signing up for the newsletter and we hope that the rest of you will sign up for that newsletter as well. It's just another way to kind of be involved in the Hyperion Adventures podcast world. Uh, We also are very active on social media. Please follow us on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. We are on YouTube. Please find us there. Just do a search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Hit subscribe and you'll know whenever we put new content out there. And if you ever want to email us questions like you heard today, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Podcast at gmail.com. Right. And then you can pose questions like some of our wonderful listeners did this time with great questions. Yes, great questions. Or if you just want to you know, say hi. Uh, that exactly. is good as well. So that's it. Thank you for listening again to another edition of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week. Bye.